Hey, I'm Kat Chaos. And I'm Liz Gomez, also known as Hazy. And you're listening to Scary, Scary Encounters, Encounters with Hazy Chaos. Chaos, a podcast where we talk to some of our favorite bands and artists as they share scary encounters they've experienced and live to tell. This episode of Scary Encounters is brought to you by Anchor, podcasting made easy, anchor.fm. Mortis Viventi, the last authentic music brand dedicated to helping musicians and promoting music, mortisviventi.com. H.J. Tidy, Night Terror Publishing. Step into the bizarre world of H.J. Tidy, who is committed to introducing his readers to some of the most unusual, darker variety of true stories. Nightterrorpub.com. Sayasha Gianna, cosmic shaman, psychic medium, multidimensional healer, animal whisperer, teacher of empaths, healers, and starseeds. Are your encounters hitting too close to home? Contact Sayasha Gianna. Patreon.com slash Sayasha. Voided. Spooky artist who offers hand-painted, one-of-a-kind items, spooky pins, prints, stickers, and more. Lost in a void of what is dead. Voided.com. This is Bio, and you're listening to Scary Encounters with Kate. chaos and i'm hazy and today we're here with vile the los angeles artist yes 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 thank you you. welcome hi thank you for having me of course it's an honor to have you i mean actually you guys it's nice for you to be here yeah Yeah, i know we walked in here and it was just like oh man i can't believe i'm here it's seeing your artwork everywhere like all right on yeah man i've i followed your artwork for a while now and i've just always been impressed i showed my brother i was like dude check this guy out all right on yeah and i was get so excited like um i think we were i don't know how long ago but we were in the la art district near bar 81 82 82 yeah and i believe your artwork at the time or if it's still there it's it was all over that wall yeah it's still there i was like dude i know that guy (laughs) (laughs) For the people listening, we're actually here in his art studio, and um, we're here because it is haunted. It is. It is. The building itself is haunted. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, we'll get into that later, but I just want to let the people know what you meant by nice having you here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because I think we've only done episodes off location one one other time. This is our second time. I think it was just episode uh, 33 with Sayasha. Yeah, we went to the Biltmore Hotel. Ooh, wow. It was pretty crazy. Was it? Yes, it was nuts. But anyways, we're really excited to be here. It is an honor, like Liz said. Um, oh, thank you, guys. You're That's very well known in this awesome. industry and in the city. Oh, right on. It's everywhere. I I, I guess so. You're so <laughs> humble and modest. You're so cute. I know. Thank you. I just <laughs> hide. I, I just like hide in here. My friend calls it the bell tower, and he calls me quasi. Oh, my God. <laughs> with your, with your window gonna, right here looking yeah, over the city? I want to throw a hot wax on people if they try to come up here. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, where do I stand? <laughs> Outside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> For the people listening, uh, Vile, let them know what you do. What do you do in the industry? Uh, I'm a mural painter, uh, graffiti artist. Um, I've always been into uh, kind of the darker side of things, uh, music-wise and uh, art-wise, and even a little dabbling in magic and stuff like that and you know just always kind of like attracted to all of that stuff horror movies and 
uh, scaring myself and my brother, you know, being a huge influence in a lot of that. And uh, my nephew, David, who's also kind of similar to us, but just loving to be scared or loving to scare people. So you guys are attracted to the darkness. To the darkness. (laughs) But I'm also dark skinned, so then... (laughs) (laughs) Indigenous, correct? Yes, native. That's dope. Yeah, two different um, nations. And Zuni wh- and uh, Raramuri. Love it. Where where yeah. where about? Zuni's from uh, like the New Mexico area, and uh, Raramuri is like Chihuahua. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I'm I all about it. the. Uh, we didn't cross the border. The border crossed us. Yeah. And it's crazy because that kind of thinking, you would think uh, a lot of like some natives, kind of believe that still. Like they do think like that side of the border is that side of the border and it has nothing to do with here. But it's like, uh, you know, it's just a man-made fucking line in the road. And, right. And, you know, from uh, North America to South America, everyone's related. So everything <laughs> you said, my, what did you say right now? What? You are dark? Your skin's dark? My skin's dark. <laughs> it was very, tri- it was very uh, troubling when I was trying to be like super, super goth. Plus working in the sun a lot, you know, you get... You just, you just get, you stay brown. I stay brown, homie. Hey, it works for you. You look good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I stay brown. <laughs> I, I was going to say my, my tan isn't so friendly to me. Oh, I got a farmer tan. Don't trip. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Let's see it. I'm just kidding. Oh, damn. <laughs> I got those go. Right? I love it. Well, where can the people find your work or see your work? Mm. Everywhere in LA. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All you have to do is just step outside. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know, a couple of different places. Yeah. Um, the Arts District, of course, and on the west side or even in Riverside. and Oh. You know, out on Diné Reservation or up in Sacramento or... Dang. Yeah. And I feel like your style is very distinct, all the the eyeballs and the the shading and the stroke technique and the... Everything, the contrast, it's just so, it's fucking perfect. Yeah, the Thank way, you. like, they all pop, too. I, I just saw recently that you did a, or you posted some of your work on a pothole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that shit looks <laughs> so sick. What is yeah, it? The manhole. Manhole. Yeah, the manhole. Did I say pothole? Yeah. Pothole, manhole. Oh, yeah, it's a manhole. Butthole. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I saw it. I said butthole. <laughs> I said butthole. I didn't say butthole. I just repeated what you, you said. You were thinking it. You said it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, um. <laughs> I really like kind of like just approaching things differently. You know, I don't know. I daydream a lot and uh, zone out a lot, and then things like that will like appear. Like and to me, they don't seem like super crazy or or they kind of seem more obvious. But I know that majority of people aren't thinking like, "Oh, that looks like an eye" or "That looks like a face." But for me, like I see faces and eyes and everything, and a lot of different things all the time. When did you first discover this style? I don't know. It's been a, it's been a minute. Like uh, it was it was a work in progress. Of course, I always feel still like feel like I'm a work in progress and still exploring and figuring things out. The medium was the most challenging part because uh, we didn't at the time that we that I was started painting. It wasn't meant for art. It was just like shitty cans of paint that you could find, and even the good paint that we were using wasn't that great for it. Although there were artists that were doing like some really amazing shit, like my homie Slick. Uh, who was once my, like, well, he still is, like, a really inspirational person uh, with that type of work. But also, uh, he was, like, a teacher without even knowing, you know, like, he would paint walls and then 
he would just kind of take it in as to what he did and try to figure it out. <laughs> and he was just super ahead of everybody. You know, I'm talking like late 80s, early 90s. Okay, he sounds like quite the inspiration. They say that you are who you hang out with. So, yeah. you know, if you're hanging out with someone you really admire, you start picking up and they start mentoring you. And, you know, that's that's really cool to hear. So today I'm short and cute, finally. <laughs> I was just going to ask, can we hang out with you more? Because I would love to be like you. <laughs> I would. I would just love to be as tall as, like, to your shoulder, <laughs> at least. I'm literally the opposite. I'm short and, like, white looking, even though I'm indigenous, too. I'm oh, native, yeah? too. But... We look, we're like total opposite. Yin and yang. <laughs> yeah. Day and night. There we go. Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Say, oh my. Oh, simmer down. <laughs> I knew I was going to get there before you. I mean, shit. We're already comfortable. I've only met you. When did we meet? Like 10 minutes ago? Uh, at least 20. At least 20. <laughs> <laughs> it was before, it was before mean, the, it was before the fog machine was warmed up. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. He even put a fog machine on, like trying to get all like steamy in here. Dude. I was going to play, uh, I don't know, some like old horror movie music to just, you know, get romantic. Ah, that is pretty <laughs> romantic if you if you ask me. But you did mention horror movies. What uh, is your favorite scary movie? Uh, that's, a, that's a difficult one, you know? Like ultimate, ultimate? or even a top three. I don't, I don't know. Man. I don't want to say that right now. It's like so permanent. Or how about this? Is there a... A movie, a horror movie that really inspired one of your art pieces recently? Uh, you know what movie really inspires my uh, way of thinking is The Shining. And I just wish I was a lady in the bathtub for all eternity. You can pull it <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, when I first met you, I was like, he reminds me of somebody. And that's hey. who it is. Oh, wait till I get naked. <laughs> so we got to go. <laughs> or do we? <laughs> well, would you look at the time? This is a nine-minute episode. Shaming? Are you body shaming me? No, you're body shaming yourself. <laughs> she was hot. She was just misunderstood. Uh, give give the lady a break. She had just gotten out of the tub. Hey, that's all you broke. <laughs> she didn't have her makeup on. She didn't have her hair did. Nothing. Yo, know? like oh fuck. Still look better than me though. Can't can't hate on that. <laughs> no, I think. I mean, I think once you start kind of like looking into The Shining and I know there's like a special called like 227 or something like that. So there's all these other like interesting underlying things that the director was doing. And um, yeah, it's just kind of like I feel like there's always something new to explore. But I don't feel like it's uh, I feel like I don't feel like it's something like Evil Dead, which I really love, too, you know, or uh, even something uh, newer like Seder or, or the remake of Suspiria which is both are really, really amazing. Have you seen the remake of Suspiria, guys? No, we we didn't have it recorded in the last episode, but I think the girls talked about it, Alex and, and Cass. Yeah, it's super brought. twisted. It's really good. Yeah, and they even have to go to like a like a scene where it's just kind of like black and white or monotone mm-hmm. because it just gets super gory. Oh, man, we got to watch that. Yeah, it's really good. You and Seder was really cool because it's really kind of like more slow-moving it's not really like super scary it's just more creepy so you know i always feel like there's different levels of it's not you know you could say horror but i saw scream and that was cool but predictable i'm looking around in your studio because you have your artwork everywhere and i'm so used to seeing your artwork in the daytime right because that's how you post your work right but like i'm getting like this crazy uh, jeepers creepers vibe from that one right over there (laughs) like the eye yeah we don't speak of jeepers creepers 
Why not Jeepers Creepers? Actually, it's a really good movie, but then we found out that the director is a pedophile. Oh, yeah. No, I can't say I'm a fan of it. You don't like the first one? Mm, no, I'm not really, I don't, you know, I don't like, like, uh, monsters. I oh, mean, cool I like the old school monsters, but yeah. the new school monsters, I just, you know, I just start to tear them apart too much. I'm like, how does this fool get a fucking license? Why is right? this fucking, why does he got personalized plates? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And also, well, I'm always kind of fun. I'm always kind of surprised that people embrace Freddy Krueger so much because I'm like, wasn't that fool like a child murderer? Like, yeah. And everybody's like, Freddy. I know, yeah. right? I'm like, what the fuck? So, who's your <laughs> favorite like old school horror icon? Uh, Michael Myers. Mm. Yeah, I, I like. I feel like I'm kind of like really. I think if you shoot me right now, I'll get back up, no problem. I have a feeling too. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. You guys got a gun? I don't have a gun. I, don't, I have I don't a Glock a in my purse. Oh shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Do I look like I'd have a Glock in my purse? Probably. I don't know. I'm not, I don't judge people by, <laughs> by appearance. You'll find out later. Oh shit. <laughs> Acting real hard with that flannel. Gangster ass I know. Flannel and then the beanie. I know. She's in, she's in the hood right now. So yeah. she's like. She what? protects me. Oh. <laughs> you always think I'm the one with the gun, but surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you go after one that looks strong, but then. Oh. oh. You look strong and I don't? Is that it? Oh. Uh oh. It's mostly because I'm super meaty, you know? So. Super needy? That too, but I said meaty. <laughs> oh, meaty. Oh my God. I want to put out a shirt that says meaty and needy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Don't fucking. Anybody's fucking stills that out there, I'll fucking find you. <laughs> and the homegirl will shoot you. I'll shoot you. With a clock. And I will be wearing the shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is actually good. You should tell your homie next door. Yeah, we'll do it. Right? And it could be a it could be a a show for a shirt for the podcast. You see? Meaty and needy. Maybe that's your your names. <laughs> Hi, I'm Meaty. And I'm Needy. And this is Scary Encounters. <laughs> Brilliant. I actually really like that. Yeah, I, I think do we too. should do it. Yeah, okay, we should design it. it. Let's do it. We'll design I'll, I'll design it. Okay. Needy and needy. Done, done and done. I want that sticker I'm fucking too. excited about this. Stickers, shirts. God damn, I'm pins. excited. I'm going to jump out the fucking window right Me now. Me too. I'm so excited. Okay, Quasi. Okay, calm down, Quasi. <laughs> you first. You're just trying to get a free hot wax job. <laughs> or is it hot oil that he throws over? What did he throw? Anyways, anyways. All right, we're vibing too hard over here. You can't Whoa. take me anywhere. So moving on. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, Viles. So we asked you two questions before this interview. Are you ready for number one? Yes. All right. If you can bring any celebrity back from the dead for a day, who would it be and why? <sighs> I like doing that, by the way. <laughs> um, Chuck from uh, the band Death. I don't know if I could say his last name right. Schuldner. Chuck Schuldner. Uh, he's just an incredible musician, uh, lyricist, and songwriter who, like, the music and a, a record in particular called Human really kind of had a lot of influence on me and my work and stuff. And uh, I was always kind of attracted to a lot of, like, the more technical yet melodic death metal that they played, which was actually, like, super fast, too. The record basically had changed um, the whole game. Uh, if you haven't heard it, if, if you can stand to listen to uh, music that's like super heavy and organized chaos, that that record 
and from that record on were really inspiring to me and to my work uh, some of the stuff that I paint and some of the uh, ideas that he left behind um, were really cool but the earlier records that he did were like you know there's songs like Zombie Ritual which is the name of my my van oh nice (laughs) and that's you know a shout out to him and I met him uh, years and years and years ago in Germany um actually at a gig and i got to meet him and he was like dude what the fuck you know he found out from la and he was like dude what the fuck are you doing out here and i was like yeah i don't know i'm painting you know i was out there painting and uh, he was just super nice and super kind and he passed from a brain tumor or cancer cancerous or whatever but um yeah he was a i would love to to just you know if he it's so hard to say to bring them back for a day, right? Because yeah. like, you'd want them to be back forever. Yeah. So w- what would you want to do with them for the day? I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I don't Maybe that guy's not the one that I should be using. <laughs> maybe we should do like, maybe we should bring back like Benny Hill or somebody. What would you do with Benny Hill? I'd slap him on the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You went from like, oh, to mm, real so quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know who else. I don't know. That's a good question. It's an interesting question. Some I think people it could have change said, daily. Yeah, some people have said that. Some people want to like just chill with them, have lunch, coffee, I go shopping. You know, there's a lot of my favorite people that have passed celebrity and not, I would not want to bring them back because then you would have to face them leaving again and that would be fucking shitty to have to leave them twice like oh. you already left them once i don't want to leave them twice damn i never thought about that that's so true yeah we've never had an answer like that never had an answer like that before yeah mm-hmm. that was deep that made me feel some type of way that was great thank you for you sharing and take off your shoes girl i mean shit let me take <laughs> off my beanie take my glock out of my pants <laughs> Shit. Made me feel all kind of emotions. Thank you for answering that, though. That yeah, was, no worries. That was great. Yeah. Okay, question number two. If you were on death row or on your deathbed, what would you choose as your last meal? <laughs> I answered this question before for somebody else, and it was not. It was really inappropriate. <gasps> I know it. Oh, my. It's true. It's not, it's not a food at all. <laughs> This is inappropriate. I hope the kids aren't listening. <laughs> Somebody get this guy some water. <laughs> oh, wow. That was a thirst. Hey. Thirsty. <laughs> this is a whole vibe right now. You're so crazy. Yo, so for real though, like food, uh, yeah. maybe like like Chicago deep dish or something like that. Oh, yeah. Or a nice steak. Yeah, something. I, I don't know. What do you think? How what? do you like your steak? Uh, rare. Wow. Yeah. Um, steak sauce. What do you... What kind of sides? Oh, man. This is getting crazy now. You guys are making me want to die. Give you <laughs> I'm looking forward to dying. I'm like, God damn, can I die tomorrow? This, <laughs> yeah, is, I mean, this is delicious. With that attitude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so steak, rare. Uh, any sides with that? No, I don't want to say steak now. No, no you know what? I don't want to answer this question. No, I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> That'll do. Wow. Wow. 
Well, fuck. All right. Yeah, there you go. I mean, all right. Well, thank you. I mean, you could get like something from like each part of the world, right? To make like a whole plate of whatever you want. Chicken katsu, and then like Mm -hmm. a slice of pizza, and Mm -hmm. then like a I don't know, like. Oh wow, you're going hard now. Uh, Why not? And what are you gonna? Oh. Well, no, I think uh, John Wayne Gacy did something like that, too. It was just, like, random things that he wanted to eat, including the, the last, like, um, I think it was some of his chicken. Yeah, he, he owned his own chicken restaurant. Oh, right, right on. Yeah, so he wanted some of that for part of his last meal, but he had all kinds of different things. Yeah, I'm just I'm just scared to give any kind of a corporation a shout-out. I shouldn't have said what I said a little while ago. I'll bleep it out. Okay. It would be cool if you just bleeped out everything I said that I wanted to eat. It's just one big old beep. Yeah, just beep. And then I'll take a side of beep. Yeah. With a nice tall glass of beep. Well, thanks for kind of answering the questions. You're welcome. (laughs) I think it went well. So whenever you're ready, we're here for some spooky shit. I don't know which which story you want to start with, but we're ready. You know what? I want to start with this story that's like in my head. And I thought about it last night, too, because... I was driving back from Vegas with a friend of mine and my friend was, we were talking about like UFOs and ghosts and all that stuff per usual. And one of the things was, uh, she said, I want to see something paranormal. And I was like, well, be careful what you wish for because you know, that shit, if you put it out there, you might see it. And so we were driving and the weird part about it is that it didn't feel paranormal at all. It was just real matter of fact, and it was real, it was clear as day, it was real obvious. I was driving, and I saw a white dog, which I thought was tied to, a like, a call box on the side of the road. And it was eating something, but it seemed really chill, like, really calm, really, not even tripping that it was, like, on the side of the highway coming back from Vegas. Um, so I go, what the fuck's that, like? Look at that dog, right? So I pulled over and I started going in reverse to see if like I could get the dog. I don't know if somebody had just left it there, if it was abandoned or what. And uh, we pulled up and it was a dog eating another dog. So the other dog was already dead and it was like beef jerky. <laughs> like it just looked like all you saw were just teeth and bones and and fur. And that other dog, you know, as we pulled up, the other dog looked and kind of took off up the hill. So we pull up and we see that it was another dog that it was eating. And then she went up like to try and see where the dog went and the dog was gone. And it was the first time I ever experienced anything that was like, like that, where it was, it felt paranormal or it felt, you know, just super fucking creepy Mm -hmm. because there was literally like this brown dog carcass. I thought it was kind of like symbolic too, like this bright white dog eating this other brown brown dog that had just been cooking there in the sun. And uh, and then we couldn't find the other dog, and there was like nothing around. So it wasn't like a coyote. No, it was like it was okay. a white dog. It oh. might have been eating a coyote. Hmm, interesting. But it was it was like a full furry on like a like a furry like well kept dog. In the middle of nowhere, you said on the way yeah, home. Yeah, on the way home from on the fifteen or whatever. Whoa. Yeah, it was a trip. What did your friend say? Oh, well, she freaked out, obviously, because oh. she opened the door and saw the the dog carcass there that the other dog was eating. Oh, man. So it was like a cannibal dog. Yikes. So Who knows? Maybe it was a shapeshifter or something. I don't know. Hey, you never know. 
Shapeshifters. We haven't talked about that yet on here, huh? Yeah, I don't think we can. I don't know. It has to be. No, it's still winter. You might be able to. <laughs> I got to ask. It's No, it's true. What do you mean? You There's a certain time where you can't speak about them. Really? Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's okay. deep. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, well then we won't. Save we'll save it for another one. Let us know Skin when we can walkers. talk. Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. Yeah, it's all native stuff. Native native witchcraft. Tell us more. No, I'm not talking. No, you're the one that brought it up. Responsible. You brought it up. I know it's just different, different places, different rules for different places, different nations, different. I people. see. Yeah, so I can't speak on like some other beliefs. I that see. Are my, you know. Yeah. Especially if I get it wrong, yeah. Out of respect, yeah. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So what else you got for us that we can't talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I got something we can talk about. We can talk about, I I imagine it's a woman down the hall. A what? A woman. A woman down the hall. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a a walkway. There's two stairwells, right? So you guys came up the first stairwell. But there's a stairwell behind, like, towards the, the bathroom. So when you get up to go use the restroom, I'll show you the doorway if you need to use the restroom at any time. Behind that door is a crawl space to get up. Well, it's like a, like a short stairwell with a little crawl space to get onto the roof. Um, but then there's also like the stairs to go down, but it's really, really dark. There's never any lights on in there. Actually, in my hallway too, coming to the studio, we have to have that light plugged in because the, the lights uh, in the top, they don't stay on. They're always forever going out. For five years that I've been here, they've never stayed on. So I would say about like a year and a half ago, maybe, maybe two years ago, uh, there was a person who was accessing the roof. And uh, they were videotaping the, uh, just the like, uh, the building and the unbuilding of, of the bridge, right? So the deconstruction of the bridge and they were time lapsing it they went up to go and change the battery and the door wouldn't open so he's trying to like push it open but it was pushing back at him so he knew instantly like what it was and he was like um saying into like the atmosphere or whatever like i'm just gonna go change the battery like i'm not gonna you know i'll be really quick like i'll be out really quick and you know just let me take care of this which he did. He went upstairs and he changed the uh, battery on the rooftop and stuff. And, and at, when he came down, he opened the door and then the door just like slammed behind him. Right. And, uh, and so, uh, this is, you know, it being my studio, he came downstairs. I was in the car for some reason. He came downstairs. He's like, dude, you're not going to believe this shit. Fucking door. Like I couldn't open it. It was pushing back against me. And then, uh, when I left the door slammed, against you know on on my back and i was like all right fuck well you know i gotta go tomorrow to my studio and i have to go deal with this i go it's right by my fucking restroom you know like what the fuck and uh you know there's no lights there either the lights constantly just getting shut off or sucked out the energy of it right which is a a common thing in like the paranormal right like with ghosts and stuff they they uh take from your your energy source right your battery or your, your light or whatever so uh i come the next day trying to be uh, mr curandero and uh <laughs> i had a 
some Palo Santo and some sage and I brought everything with me like you know and I had some tobacco and I was going to go make an offering like just to try and like smooth things out so because I didn't want to like have to deal with it you know what I mean like I didn't want any of that negative whatever that thing was pissed off about I didn't want it to be pissed off at me so I came and the door wasn't shut even though that night it had been shut so it was like partially open and I walked up to it and I had all this stuff burning in this little like offering bowl that I have offering that bowl and uh, you know I started burning the sage and everything and blowing it in through, <laughs> through the door and I threw tobacco down just to I don't know going through the motions you know of like you know just trying to like like setting the intention and yeah exactly and just kind of like making peace and the door just very politely closed in my face. <laughs> I remember you saying that in your messages, and I, I I got a little giggle from that too. Yeah, I always like saying very politely because it was very it, it really was it was like really like in comparison to your friend's story with it slamming exactly, on him, right? With it slamming yeah. exactly. It was like some Jehovah's Witnesses like sorry, uh, nobody's here, just close the door. <laughs> and so what what happened after is that I came to the studio and I you know I was obviously a little freaked out. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because I don't think you're ever kind of um, ready for those experiences, no matter how much you surround yourself in that stuff. I think it's always a surprise when you do run into it. Um, and so uh, I came and I sat here and I had a conversation in my head about the whole thing and how it wasn't my fault. And I wasn't the one that had to deal with it because I wasn't the one who disrupted it. Now, wherever that conversation somehow gave me like peace right and uh, you could say that it was a conversation with the spirit right but it just happened inside of your head or inside of my head so uh, so yeah it's been pretty chill but you can still feel i imagine it was a her i don't know why but you could still feel her when you go to the restroom she's there she, her eyes are on you like not in the restroom like she obviously gives you your privacy but <laughs> What kind of feeling do you get? Just like somebody's watching you or? I've, I feel like, it, I feel like a little tingle and like I'm in love. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Serious? No, it's, I mean, it's definitely, no, it's just like one of those things where, you know, like whenever I feel it, it's like my ears will like, it feels like my ears are moving, you know, and you'll feel like the hair on the back of your neck stand up, you know, that type okay. of stuff like that. You'll okay. feel that. Yeah. And then, uh, if you just look from here, like down the hallway, long enough, you'll see something walk past. No way. Yeah. It's an old building. And on the second floor, which I haven't experienced yet, but my friends that have uh, the studio on the third floor, on the first floor, say that on the second floor, around like 2, 3 in the morning, you hear like kids running up and down the hallway. Wow. Kids, uh, kids' feet, like stomping and stuff. So. And you haven't heard that? I haven't heard that. But and then on the first floor, you hear, like, whispering and stuff like that. What floor are we on? We're on the third floor. And, okay, so on the first floor, there's whispering. Second floor, there's kids people, running around. Yeah, and running third, and the there's hallways. the lady in the Right, and they could all very well be uh, related, I think, possibly. Oh. Yeah. This is a really interesting neighborhood, and it used to be really violent um, in the 90s. There was a lot of violence in this neighborhood in the 90s with the, all the projects that were here before. 
Have you ever done any research on the building? I have not done any research on the building. I should do research on the building. That'd be interesting just to see what, you know, what lines up. Yeah. Do you ever feel or see anything in here in your studio? Well, it's funny. Um, If you go behind that wall there, like right now, you'll feel like darkness because there's no lights. (laughs) You fool. (laughs) Damn you. (laughs) We're all looking at the wall. (laughs) You know, (laughs) for real though. No, you know, (laughs) you know where, where it always feels like something's watching me is like up there. Just up there in general, like that whole space, because that space, technically, if I threw a ball over it, it would land in the other studio. So it's just an open ceiling kind of thing. So there could be eyes on you there, but I like I like when they watch. I mean, I feel like there's eyes all around. I'm into getting watched. (laughs) That's why I paint so many eyes. uh, Right? (laughs) Makes you feel better. (laughs) Shit. I paint a lot of eyes because I don't have any friends. So stop it. Now you have two. <laughs> Me and Liz. Yeah. <laughs> He's on no no. This is like this is like don't be speaking for me. We we have one mic. Don't volunteer me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, that's uh, I can totally see that from that area right there. It is kind of yeah. creepy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you know what? I, I always feel like this the uh and I've told myself this a lot since I was younger, because I've always had a sensitivity to to uh these kind of things and I always realized early on that the spirit world is very much like this world right like and i always tell people like when they're when they're freaking out about it i'm always like look dude check it out it's like when you go to a mall right you go to a mall and there's people there and they're doing their own thing and they have their shit to buy and they have their you know their errands to run or whatever and in the spirit world i feel like it's the same like they're on they're around us all the time but they have their shit to do and sometimes you might have a run-in with them. I just haven't ran into, like, a Karen ghost because that might suck, you know? But, like, for the most part, like, you, you're going to run into some some static every now and then. And it's not the intention of, of any – it's nobody's fault, you know? It's just how we exist in these two dimensions that we're in, I guess, you know? Or it feels like uh, sometimes, you know, you might come into somebody else's space. Which is the case here, you know? So I just try and be as respectful as I can. It's a really good way to look at it. So it's more like they're, they are doing their own thing, but if they see that you're paying attention or they can communicate through you, that's when you, or when you start opening up your gifts, that's when you start kind of getting a little more static, as you said. Mm-hmm. You know, you just start experiencing a little more. Yeah. Which I feel yeah. I have been lately, but. Oh, really? Like a little more than usual. Ever since I was a kid, I, I feel like I could. I would was sensitive to stuff, you know, and or I would stay in bed all night just like crying my eyes out because I just there was just surrounded by things. For me, I always wanted to experience it, uh-huh. and then when it finally happened, I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> I was like, "Be careful what you ask for, right?" Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, there's a lot of responsibility that comes along with it too, you know, of like mm-hmm. having to like navigate through it, right? You have to understand that like some of those things, like you might wake up the next day and be fucking super tired and you don't even know why, you know, you got to rest and sleep it off. And like, um, you know, I try and like, since I'm in a lot of spaces like this a lot, you know, I like, one of the things I like to do when I take road trips is like to find 
um, abandoned houses or abandoned buildings and go into them and paint. And, and in that, I'm putting myself directly in the line of, of, of fire sometimes, you know, of like coming into these people's space where it's just like, you know, those places, there's a lot of energy in them. You know, one of my friends was, who was a photographer was with me documenting while I was painting and, uh, you know, she was like, oh, I want to paint too. And I'm like, all right, cool. Here's some paint. You know, she's just fucking around doing her thing. And uh, the sun started going down and, and it was a little bit windy, but at this particular spot, which I, I still go to every now and then I was right by there yesterday too. And I didn't get to stop by, unfortunately, but you can hear chatter. You can hear people working because it was, it was one time like a factory or something, right? So you can hear people working and you can hear chatter and it's just like very kind of like matter of fact, like just blah, 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 like talking about whatever the fuck they're talking about. And uh, she wasn't aware of it, but that day she was like, what? What'd you say? And I was like, I'm not saying anything. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she goes back to painting and she's like, what? And I'm like, dude, I go check it out. If it happens like a few more times, we need to leave because you're, you're hearing what I always hear when I'm here, but now you're becoming aware of it. So like now we need to kind of like, just maybe just leave now. Like it's just, it's okay if we just take off. And it's in the Mojave Desert. So, um, you know, that's it's an interesting spot. And I like finding those places that are like that, that have like that that echo of, a, of, a, of another time, you know, something that was going on there before. And then you come in and you do your thing. And I, I like to, to imagine that maybe they appreciate it or maybe it's like a form of communication with the eyes, you know, like painting an eye there and just leaving it. Yeah, I can see that. Like you're going into their space. And yeah. I mean, obviously you're talented. Oh, <laughs> so having you. your artwork in their space, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, like what, what you're doing. This okay. guy. Time to come back and do the other wall, you know? Yeah. But if it's like someone that doesn't know what they're doing, they're like, get out. You know, or <laughs> they don't like it. They're like, well, scare them out of here. Get out. Okay. It worked. Dude, they remind me of like um, your eyeballs, like a, like a portal or something. You're creating a portal in these they, abandoned places. Yeah, they, they kind of are inspired by that. They are inspired by the uh, a, a number of things, but one of the things is the middle of the Olin, which is like the it's supposed to represent galaxies. So they're a representation of that. But also, like I also paint bubbles uh, within the pieces, like in the landscape and stuff. And the bubble to me is really interesting to kind of paint because if you look at a bubble, it's got so many layers of color and, and design and, and a lot of, organic movement within it and it's just something that as a kid you're like super like enthralled by right and even as an adult like i'm like oh bubbles are fucking sick and if you think about it it's like a breath of life inside of this like very delicate um material right like or whatever you want to say some sort of inside of an element yeah and it's and it's water right mm -hmm. surrounded by air like by your breath and it's it's like gonna last for maybe like a few seconds but it's gonna be one of the, like the most amazing things you've seen and, and it's gonna pop and then that's it and and so like for me painting bubbles in my pieces was like representing like life right like life is like so quick you know it comes and goes and it's beautiful and it's it's amazing it's all these things and then boom it's gone Dude, you are blowing my mind right now. I was just sitting here looking at you and listening and you describing something as simple as a bubble, but making it so intricate. 
and like beautiful, beautiful and deep. And I'm like, oh my god, you're right. No shit, huh? Bubbles are like life, delicate, and they're beautiful, and and then they pop, and then that's it. Dude, you got me tripping out right now. Welcome I feel to like the I'm, world. I feel like I'm high and I'm not. Welcome to the world of overthinking everything. No, that's beautiful though. <laughs> if that's your overthinking, you. that's beautiful. I feel like there's different um different phases of overthinking. And I think you're in a beautiful phase. Oh, right on. Thank you. Yeah. I always feel like the eyes that I paint, the expression in them is just a I try and at least get um a feeling of contentment from them. So they're not overly excited. They're not, um, you know, wide open. They're not bugged out. They're not suit closed. They're just content in where they're at. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now, and they all do have that, that, um, yeah, content. I don't know what other type of expression I can explain. Let's see. Kind of um, just mysterious, like you're trying to figure out what they're feeling. I'm I'm getting lost in this. So yeah, I'm looking at your artwork right now and it has like this alien vibe. Like it's almost like yeah, definitely another dimension, but like awakening almost type of vibe, like a third eye even, if you will. Yeah. I mean I think uh it's it gets really tricky when you start talking about third eye and, and that experience, you know, because everybody although it's, you know, of course written somewhere and but I imagine that a medicine man or, or somebody that has their third eye open or somebody who's written that down. I imagine that they've taken years to get to that point. So, like, you know, you you run into people, I run into people sometimes, and they're recreational drug users or whatever, and they're like, dude, it's like my third eye, bro. And I'm like, yeah, maybe. You know, <laughs> who's to say? I don't know. <laughs> Probably, maybe not. Who knows? Well, but, maybe that's their own way of opening up. But there. Yeah, Everybody has their own process, right? Yeah, and you know, it was just, it, the thing about it was, like, I was trying to be, like, more accessible i guess you could say as far as like the image i was putting up within the city right because we're dealing with like you know being quote-unquote chicano or or having that background you know you, you deal with with those those uh imagery right that imagery like fucking zapata or like you know an eat brown eagle or or you know the just the, the things that are very like obviously chicano but i didn't want for what I did to be obviously Chicano. And one of my inspirations, Willie head on, although he did do a lot of that type of work, he wasn't, his work wasn't obviously Chicano, I think a lot of times. So yeah. Well, you're doing great. (laughs) It all looks amazing. You're great. You're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) Thank you. My heart. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) Um, Liz mentioned that they remind her of like alien extraterrestrial type. I heard you have some uh, alien stories for us. Yeah, I keep seeing fucking aliens, man. I keep seeing UFOs. <laughs> you know, there's two upset. aliens across from me right now on I the couch. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> so where are you seeing them? What's going on? So I've seen, uh, when we were kids, we were running around uh, the neighborhood that I grew up in. And all of a sudden, this huge fucking, like, orb, right? And there's old, like, video game. And this old, uh, not video game, it was like a Rubik's Cube type game. And it was called Orby or something like that. And it was, like, gray with, like, lights around the middle and stuff. And that's the way this thing was shaped. It was, like, silver or gray. It was a big ball. And it was uh, 
just floating over the over the hills, but it didn't make any sound, or it barely made any sound. And these lights were just going around circles. And me and my homies were kids. We're like, yo, what the fuck was that, right? The neighborhood I grew up in was very kind of like mystical in a sense, you know. I kind of wonder what was going on there before. Because we all have stories of duendes and UFOs and all that shit in that area forever. And they say that sometimes you're abducted and you don't know it, right? I don't know that that happened because we all still remember it and we all still know exactly where we were and we saw it come and go and it was just as fucking clear as day but like almost no sound you know did you notice any like loss of time and and during that moment like was it like all, all of a sudden an hour later or something you know what no 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 none of that but uh one time i did see like a me my mom and and uh, an ex of mine saw a uh, at least 20 dancing red lights like above uh, the Air Force Base up north. And I had thought they were still, like I thought they were just standing still. But then my mom was sitting in the chair and she like held her head. She goes, no, they're moving. So I sat in the chair and then they were like dancing around. But um, nothing other than that happened where they were just dancing, like really radical movements. I have a, a similar story like that. I also saw about 20 red lights mm-hmm. over my city. It's cool to hear that somebody else saw the same thing. Yeah. The other one is the silver orbs too, right? The orbs that um, you can see during the day. I saw one more recently too. And those are the ones that I see often. Or the One was uh, where they tried to say it was a fucking metallic, a mylar balloon. And I'm like, it wasn't a mylar balloon. It's so high. It's just so still. And it's not going anywhere. And... I know more than one person that has seen them too in downtown LA where they're just reflective of whatever's going on because they're chrome. So you can't really see them, but they move kind of like in, in the way that a predator moves through the, uh, through the jungle when he's camouflaged. And uh, I always try to stop and look at the sky. I always take time to stop and just look at the sky. Cause I think of our ancestors and I think of like, how we're all like with our faces in the phone all the time or, or watching TV. And so I'm intentionally like take my shoes off, walk on the grass to ground myself and like look at the sky for like, uh, I think my neighbors probably think I'm a fucking freak, but <laughs> I'll just stand and just stare at like, you know, the stars and, and zone out on them. And I don't know. I think that's why they come to you because I, so. I feel like if people, like you said, people are stuck on their phones, technology, all that bullshit. I feel like if people just pay attention for once and really appreciate what's above us, they'll see it too. Yeah. But I feel like people are scared, you know, because the media and and every and the government and everybody makes it scary to where you know. But I don't know. I also like that you mentioned the grounding, taking your shoes off, and yeah, it's uh, it's something that we don't do enough. A lot of people all. don't do it enough. I think you know it's a something so simple you know so simple so simple it's so simple so simple is it so simple but is it so, so simple, simple. <laughs> so simple. i mean if it was so simple everyone would already be doing but it no i, I think kidding. and i think that's what's interesting about like people that live in like city, like urban areas like well like city life right like people that live in lofts and stuff like that like you're paying you know whatever you're paying and you're working and you're constantly working and you're constantly on concrete and it's there's rarely a chance where you could just kick your shoes off and go step in some grass, you know. 
um, I'm sure the people that live in those lofts that are in touch do make the time to like stop and, and go to the park and, and put their feet in the water or on the grass or whatever. But there's a majority of people there that aren't doing that. I'm sure. And I'm sure that's how they get locked into like just being fucking on that path of like working, working and working and just, you know, like those people, those. Like not getting in touch with Gaia. Yeah. Mm. Losing touch. touch with Gaia, you said? Yeah, um, we're always given advice to always go out and be in nature and mm-hmm. just appreciate the earth in, on your bare feet and all that good stuff. And it's like, I personally don't like the sun. I, I'm a vampire. Um, yeah. But <laughs> but when I was given this advice, I was like, you know what? All right, all right. And we went on a hike, and it was, like, really beautiful. And it, I realized, like, fuck, okay, I needed this, like, I don't know it was it's just so such a simple thing that we can all do that we don't yeah yeah even um I mean I've learned to just enjoy even my walk up into into our house and just you know just seeing appreciating all the trees around all the crows flying around Mm -hmm. the sun the moon even out during the day the stars just hearing the birds chirping like I used to just okay I need to walk up my driveway and go inside my house and do whatever I gotta do right get dinner started but, like, for every day, for a while now, I do the same thing. I'm just walking by, like, oh, man, this feels good. It looks beautiful out here. Just appreciating all the colors and everything that's going on, and especially being off work. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the other thing I find interesting, too, is, like, the trees that have the eyes in the trees, right? Mm-hmm. So we all see those trees, and I guess when you cut off a branch, they the scar kind of leaves behind is an eye, right? So I always yeah. feel like like it's tree like the tree since it can no longer feel because you cut its limb off yeah. now it can at least see from that limb that yeah. it used to be able to feel or touch with i've always been obsessed with trees since i was a kid i want you know i couldn't there's things where i i, I know i'm capable of doing and i i kind of avoid them for uh, a purpose and one of the things one time is i sat with this big tree that was across from where I grew up and I just super zoned out on it. Like I super focused on it. And I started to in, in this like process, I started to understand or realize that the tree, the leaves from the tree weren't moving because of the wind. They were moving because they were vibrating from the body of the tree because the tree was giving off so much energy and it was so huge and so old. And it was, the tree itself, while I was having this epiphany or whatever that was happening, possession, <laughs> possession by a tree, the tree itself started glowing, started getting brighter. The body of the tree and the leaves, as the to the to the like the normal thought process is that they're the 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 leaves are blowing in the wind, right, shimmering or whatever. But no, in this case, they were vibrating, and the tree was glowing. And then my eyes became transfixed on this tree and I could feel like my pupils like, like they literally made that sound like, like we're zoning in and out. And I was like finding myself like just getting sucked into this tree in a way and everything else was like kind of dark around it. And then I just like snapped out of it. (laughs) Dude, you're gifted as fuck. Right, Liz? I mean, damn. I feel like this is a good opportunity to tell people listening like 
Go outside and just look up. Yeah, I mean, if you want those experiences, they're around us all day, all the time. It's just you got to like, if, if, I mean, you know, some people don't want them, but Liz, she wants them. So <laughs> she's going to go look for them. But, you know, and if you get back to nature, then you start thinking about like old school things and you start thinking about like what was here before us and, you know, forests or there's traces of it in, in the trees or there's traces of it in the land. And, um, and if you start to speak to it, or you start to talk to it, you start to touch it, it'll, it'll, it'll respond. Uh, the other thing that we have a lot of was duendes, right? A lot of experiences with duendes. And, uh, you know, for people that don't speak Spanish, it's like basically like fairies or, or gnomes, right? And uh, the first experience I had with gnomes or a gnome was when we went to an old homie's house who had moved out. So the house was uh, abandoned. And it was myself and a couple of the other dudes that had experienced that UFO with us. But then another guy that lived up the street from us, his name was Greg. And they were more like party dudes. They didn't really hang out and be nerds with us, you know. But every now and then they would hang out and be nerds. And so we went into this house and uh, we saw, you know, it was really warm in the house. It was, it was wintertime, but inside the house it was really warm, almost like there was a heater on, but there was no heat going on because everything was turned off. And uh, we started exploring the house and just going through it and seeing all this, like, the remnants of my friend, you know, from when he lived there and all the stuff they left behind or whatever. And then we looked, got into the, like, den area of the house. And there was a sliding glass door with, like, moonlight coming through it. And we saw this, like, figure trying to jump for the handle of the door to get out. Almost like we walked in on him being in there and he was trying to get away from us but we you know he must have been about like not maybe a foot tall and he so he would he couldn't quite reach it and he was a little chubby right so he was trying to he was trying to jump up and get it and then we saw him and we all started screaming and we fucking ran <laughs> out of the house like holy shit and we probably scared the fuck out of whatever it was but that instant of him trying to jump up and reach that thing was so comical in a sense and like so like animated that we just couldn't fucking believe that there was this little man there trying to get this goddamn fucking door open <laughs> and trying to probably get away from us because we're all in there all, you know, <laughs> stinky <Was> teenagers <laughs> like. Was know. he wearing anything? You couldn't tell if he was wearing anything because it was like a silhouette. Oh. And the only thing I can compare him to in a sense was like a raccoon. But. He wasn't a raccoon because he didn't have a big tail or anything like that. And it looked like he might have had a hat of some sort. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't like it. No, you don't like that one? <laughs> He's a little taller than you. I actually. mean, Maybe. <laughs> was it me? Little and silhouette and chubby? And a beanie? And a beanie. There it is. Oh, all right. We figured that out. <laughs> debunked debunked <laughs> stop terrorizing our friends cat but um yeah that whole like uh ufo thing and alien thing and i have this thing about mirrors too if you notice like uh, i don't have a mirror in here i have a mirror kind of something reflective on the wall but it's not intentionally a mirror and uh, that that's because when i was younger i used to have like these mirrors sliding glass doors and I was in a state of what is called, uh, you know, sleep paralysis. 
and uh, I remember having the blanket just up under my nose, right over my nose, and my eyes were closed. And I could see a light coming from the mirror, the sliding glass door mirrors. And I was like, what the fuck? But I was just basically peeking out because I was scared of shit. And uh, sure enough, this little fucking thing comes out. And it was uh, white, and it had big black eyes. And it fucking walked right up to my bed, you know? And uh, I was like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck is this, you know? So, again, the sleep paralysis thing, right? I didn't know if I was, I felt like I was dreaming, but I did. I knew I was, wasn't dreaming, but I just couldn't wake up. And uh, I wasn't trying to wake up. I was just trying to let this thing do whatever it was going to do. And I wanted to witness it. Um, so... I walked up to my bed, and uh, I must have been about like 10 or 11, something like that, or in my, maybe a little bit older, and uh, this thing walks up to my bed, and it kind of resembled Smeagol in a sense, but he didn't look as tattered. He was a little more like upkept, right? He's a little cuter. Yeah, he had done his, you know, he checked his compact and stuff before he came through the mirror. Oh, that's nice. But his eyes were very black. So this little fucking thing comes up and it decides to touch my foot first, right? And uh, I'm just kind of like laying there, but I could feel like myself like shaking, like what the fuck? And uh, his, you know, he looks back down at my, he looks up to me to see if I'm looking and I keep my eyes like, you know, like I'm peeking out, just barely open, the blankets up to my face and I'm looking and he touches my foot. And then he looks up at me really quickly and I just, I don't move, you know? And then he looks back down at me and he starts going up my leg. And then he stops about like my calf, right? And I'm like, okay, motherfucker, like what, what are you doing, you know? So then he starts going up more like to my kneecap. And now I'm like starting to feel like weird, right? Amazing. Like, I'm, like, so then he like brings his fucking hand up like to my inner thigh and that's when I, like, just kicked out. Like, I just kicked out and woke up. Like, I kicked out of my dream. I kicked out of that sleep paralysis stage that I was in, whatever it was. And uh, there was, you know, obviously there was nothing there, but there was a little bit of light from the fucking mirror. Wow. That's, um, it's very rare to hear that somebody is in control where they can just wake up from their night paral yeah. or sleep paralysis. For the most part, I usually hear, like, you know, people suffer through it throughout the whole night or um, they'll just end up going into a different dream. Mm -hmm. But to be to be able to to be mentally strong enough to get out of it is pretty fucking cool. I've never experienced it myself, but I couldn't even imagine. Sounds you know terrifying. What's crazy is that I had a sleep paralysis like later on in life. And I remember that one a lot. And ever since then, I never had them again. And in it, I allowed whatever it was in the room to do its thing and I stopped fighting I didn't try to wake up I didn't try to I just went to sleep and uh it was it was huge whatever the thing was was huge because I remember having the windows open because it was summertime and I remember feeling this presence come in and I could feel it it's it's mass its size was so big that I could no longer hear what was happening outside because it took up all that space. Wow. Right? And so when something that big approaches you, 
and you can feel it like up to your face, like face to face with it. And you could feel its mass like all around you, but it's not on you, but it's there and it's making itself known. I just said, do whatever you got to do. And I just went to sleep. And after that, I'd never experienced it again. Wow. I wonder what, what he did. <laughs> like, what, what was it that you gave him permission to do? And also, um, or was Dare it? I say enter my soul? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Let's do Olympiasa right after. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But there's that part of it. Or maybe he was just like, oh, I can't scare this guy. I'm over it. I don't think, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that fear or, 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 you know, them trying to scare us, I don't think that's an intention. I think it's just something that we put in ourselves as humans. Like, we become scared of it. But my rationalizing with it or, or how I've rationalized it since then and sleep paralysis in general since then, and I don't know if this is like I read this anywhere, if I just made it up or whatever, but it totally makes sense to me. When I started looking at it this way, as I was like, as humans in this day and age, we have access to so many things that are stimulized, right? Mentally, right? We have all this mental stimulation all fucking day. And there's this evolution of technology that's come so quick in the last hundred years. And now we have fucking computers in our pockets. And, you know, somebody was saying like, oh, you remember when my teacher would say that you're never going to have a calculator on you all the time. And you know, now we have full on computers in our pockets, so the evolution of technology has happened. It's, it's coming and it's, it's coming on stronger. And now we got the metaverse and all this other crazy shit that people are talking about. Uh, and even in the art world, the NFTs and stuff like that. But uh, the one thing that hasn't changed is our physical makeup, is our bodies, right? We haven't evolved as humans, as people. We may be understanding more and mentally we may, may be evolving. But physically, we're still flesh. We're still blood. We're still bone. So just because our mind wakes up and wants to fucking move doesn't mean your body's going to be like, sorry, it's not connecting. Just like that microphone today, it just wasn't connecting. And I think when you start to look at sleep paralysis in that way and take the scary away, take the demon away, take the fucking monsters out of the fucking equation, it becomes very like easy to deal with. And you become very rational when you're like, I'm just fucking tired and I just need to go back to sleep and this kukui or this demon or whatever the fuck fucking have at it, bro. I'm, I'm going to sleep. I'm leaving the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And again, like, I don't know if that, if I read that somewhere or where that came from or whatever, but you know, it helps me with it. Well, that, that's definitely a pretty cool perspective. That's a good way to look at things and, Maybe this will help somebody else with sleep paralysis that's listening. Maybe, you know, I have a coworker. I got to tell him about this episode, but he slept, he suffers from sleep paralysis a lot. Mm -hmm. There's times where he will be on lunch and he's like, oh man, I almost didn't wake up right now. Like I couldn't wake up. Yeah. And I mean, if it helped you, I mean, it'd be worth the shot. I mean, it, it, you know, belief is, is a big thing too, right? So if you believe that these things are coming at you and you believe that you have fucking demons that are kind of trying to get you, then then they're going to be demons that are trying to get you. It's almost like Jacob's Ladder, right? Which is another one of my favorite horror movies. Is like that he tells that dude. He's like, if uh, you believe that they're demons, they're going to tear your life apart. But if you imagine that they're angels, they're just setting you free from this earth. And 
you know, I don't, I don't really like to subscribe to like the idea of, of angels and devils or demons and stuff like that. I just think that there's different levels of energy that some we get along with and some we don't, you know, uh, just like people. You don't get along with everybody. You can't, not everybody's going to like you. Not every, not all energy is going to feel positive. Yeah. There's um, good and evil. There, I mean, well, there's like light and dark. Yeah. You have everything. And everything in between. Everything. And there's gray, you know. There's a whole bunch of shades of gray. There's 50 shades there's of gray, 50, actually. There's 50, actually. Yes. I was just going to, I'm glad you know that. The building across the way, that one on the second floor is super haunted. And that one has like, we, we would paint in there, right? So we paint the walls in there and. The third floor was cool. The first floor was whatever. But the second floor, everybody agreed. Like, everybody that painted there was like, nah, dude. Like, I fucking heard something or I saw somebody and I was like, what's up, fool? And it was like, nobody was there. What's <laughs> up, fool? By the way, that's the that's the way that you have to communicate with ghosts is like, what's up, fool? Yeah. And they. Been there. Yeah. Hey, bro. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, dog? There's something I do have to say. While we were walking up the flights of stairs, I was feeling a little eerie. A little bit, you know, not, I don't want to say uncomfortable because that's a little much, but just a little off. But right when we came in here, I felt better. I feel like the energy in this studio is like really, um, it's just, it's, it's dark, but it's light. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like that has, has a lot to do with you, obviously, and your intentions and your, your thoughts. And if I feel like you have, um, really, really good energy, really good vibes. And once that door opens though, it's a little bit eerie out there. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a bit different, but it it's a bit different out there. But the, the elevator is really interesting. Too oh bad no. the key for the elevators in here. Cause we would have taken the, the freight elevator. Up. I'm down to go on the elevator. Cause you know what? I was tired coming up them stairs. <laughs> Going down's a lot easier. You're so right. You're right. Oh you're right. wait. What? Hey. Oh. oh man. This has been really fun. It's been really cool. I think we vibed right off the bat. And we want to thank you for making time for doing to do this today. Oh, right on. Thank for you. sharing all these great stories. I think this is so much fun to just sit back and listen to you speak because you had you definitely have a lot of great perspectives, great advice, like the whole grounding thing. It's it was fun. Yeah, and we want to thank you for inviting us into your space too. You guys are leaving already? I mean <laughs> I love when people <laughs> say that. <laughs> I mean I mean I have snacks. Okay then. What's up? <laughs> You waited an hour to give us snacks? What the fuck? Well, I, she was supposed to bring snacks, dude. She was like, what are your favorite snacks? And I was like, Dang. Oh, what, what are your favorite? You never told me any snacks. I asked you like three times and you just kept I ignoring me. I said surprise me. me, didn't I? I was like. No. Oh. The hell. Fuck. Stop lying to my people. Anything with dark chocolate because, you know, darkness. Uh, dark. Well. Darkness. Healthy? Well, we don't have that. Sorry. <laughs> Vile, thank you so much for everything. Thank, thank you. you for sharing your encounters, your thank perspectives, you. your stories, and your space with us. <laughs> Until I next time, dear. I know. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. Is that the chattering you were talking about? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. tune in next Thursday for some more scary stories and cheese, man. This episode of Scary Encounters is brought to you by Anchor. Podcasting made easy. Anchor.fm. Mortis Viventi, the last authentic music brand dedicated to helping musicians and promoting music. MortisViventi.com. HJ Tidy, Night Terror Publishing. Step into the bizarre world of HJ Tidy, who is committed to introducing his readers to some of the most unusual, darker variety of true stories. NightTerrorPub.com. Sayasha Gianna, Cosmic Shaman, Psychic Medium, 
multidimensional healer, animal whisperer, teacher of empaths, healers, and starseeds. Are your encounters hitting too close to home? Contact Sayasha Gianna. Patreon.com slash Sayasha. Voided. Spooky artist who offers hand-painted, one-of-a-kind items, spooky pins, prints, stickers, and more. Lost in a void of what is dead. Voided.com. <laughs>